So, yo, what up? It's the White House Podcast. It's your boy, Dane. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Haywood. What's up, y'all? It's Jeremy. Back, man. Episode 66. How everybody feeling, man? How you doing? Haywood, I'm going start with you, man. I'm good, man. A lot of, lot of good things. Irons in the fire. Um, book, book, I booked, uh, put a deposit down for Disney World in the summer. Um, and so, I'm excited about that. I'm going, going to take my baby, take my sister, take my nephew. All expenses paid by me, you know, because uh, business been good. So, wanted my baby to have somebody to play with. Um, what else going on? Um, you know, business, business been rolling. Business been good, been good. <laughs> and bossing up out here, I see, man. This been good. I'm about to hit my annual goal. Annual goal, maybe by May. What I want to make the whole year, so we rolling, and uh, so Nick, I'm, I'm gonna have to raise the bar, man. I'm probably gonna have to set some new goals. So that's all it is. Just gonna have to, you know, repurpose it. Yeah, man. Reset. Make that goal bigger. Paid off my car. I mean, first, last year I had paid off my car. You know what I'm saying? Paid off credit card. And niggas paying off shit. Ooh, <laughs> that's 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 shit I'm talking about. I love it, bro. That's what's up. Yeah, everything's everything's is great. This is a little girl knocking on my door. Let me tell him my, my kid ain't here. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, all right. What's up, Jeremy? How you doing, man? Man, I'm I'm doing all right, man. Work is crazy. This dude out, and I gotta cover him. I don't know nothing that he does. It's it's the wildest thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Uh, shoulders is bothering me. Um, you gotta get another appointment. Nah, so I don't know if I told you or not. I went, I went to the doctor to tell him how much pain I'm having now. I'm having more before the surgery. And then uh, he was like, oh, well, that's expected. And I was like, can I get a cortisone shot or something? He's like, nah. He's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that yet. He's like, what you can do is you can take a leave in the morning and the evening. <laughs> a leave, bro? You ain't paying him enough, man. You ain't no professional athlete. Professional yeah, athlete. <laughs> And then I finally started working on the uh, uh, on the paternal side of, of my family tree. So uh, I've been diving, you know, deep into that. You know, my dad ain't much help, so it's got to do like a lot of a lot of research and checking the census and all different type of documents to kind of figure out, you know, what's going on. So. <laughs> Dad's like, I don't know none of them people. Nah, he don't know nothing. <laughs> <no. laughs> nothing at all. It's crazy. <laughs> we won at the federal union meme mugging everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. Now nah, I make good week for me, man. I got my uh I got my real estate license passed the exam yesterday. Yeah, man. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. <laughs> it's funny, man. I keep I was talking, I talked to a couple of other real estate professionals. They like, it's your first try? Like, yeah, man. I was like, and nigga was studying. That boy was studying. That Ace would go hard, bro. That's that yeah. Shout out to Ace boy agent, man. If y'all ever hey. study for it, shit, that that's that's money well spent. And you got it for the low low. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that coupon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
And so for getting this game, for getting this game, start trapping properties like Haywood, you know. Yeah, man, don't get it. Man, I had to talk, I gotta talk about uh my experience with this second dose of COVID shot, man. Ooh, wee, man. I them boys gave me COVID. <laughs> <laughs> It was ridiculous. Our new song was up. Like, as soon as I got the shot, I was chilling. Huh? What'd you say? As soon as you got, had to go lay down. No, I was just, because I was in the car. I couldn't go nowhere. They did it through the car. So I had to go through one of those drive-through places. And you got it on the drive-through? Yeah. But they hurting us like cattle through there. Assembly line. How long did, like, how long did it take? Like, it didn't take long at all. Like, my, my appointment was at 6. I probably got out of there, like, at 6.35. Maybe. Man, man. Yeah, I was sitting there after I got the shot, my face started tingling and my feet started itching. I was like, that's different. I ain't never had that before. Oh, but it went away like after a minute or so. Got home, everything was cool. I took a Tylenol. I was like, oh, everything's straight. I ain't, I'm not even feeling anything. I woke up the next morning, didn't feel anything. I was like, oh, it's cool. Got on the bike, rode the bike for about 30 minutes. About an hour later, about 10 o'clock, 10.30, like a wave just hit me, man. I was so tired. I ain't never been that tired in my life, man. I was like, I started, uh, I was like losing air and stuff like that. And then like, I was hot and cold at the same time. Like, <laughs> I was cold, <laughs> but I was hot. I was like, man, what is going on here, bro? That shit was ridiculous, man. That was COVID, I don't want none of that. <laughs> and that sucks. They lasted for about 12 hours, but then the next day, it was like nothing happened, bro. It's it's different, crazy, bro. You know, so I mean, what I think, but with, with that, essentially, like you a 30-something-year-old person with a with a with a immune system who can handle it. You know what I'm saying? And had it situation for a little bit, but now you was able to get over it, like, I mean, pretty quick, right? And my right. thought on this is, you know, as you get older, it's just you just can bounce back from it. You know, um, it's harder. Yeah. You know, exactly. that's, I guess, my thinking. Y'all be careful, man. Y'all gonna get that, y'all get that vaccine shot. Definitely be careful. Y'all know, I know y'all saw Johnson & Johnson. They shut that down. They shut that vaccine down right now because I think six people got blood clots from it. So it's a tough game out here, man. Yeah, I'm glad you're not get that but now, man, let me get into let me get into the topics before I pass over to Jeremy for the tip of the week, man. So, um, looks like our main topic for the day we're gonna talk about six things that involve man wants from a woman. So I can't wait to get to that, man. Um, it's a little bit somber on the trending side. Yeah. Uh, of course, we gotta send our condolences to DMX. Death, um, death, and destruction all in this motherfucker today. Bro. All That's over, bro. America's on fire. Yeah. Uh, Paul Pierce getting the boot. We gotta give our comments on that. Usher uh, passing out his bucks in Vegas, Kid Cudi in the dress, and recent police shootings, and then, of course, the Derek Chauvin case. I'm kind of giving an update on that, too, as well. But uh, I'm going to kick it over to Jeremy for the tip of the week. You ready, bro? I think so. All right, let's We're going to find out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so you know how we all want to be more productive. Uh, I know I do. Uh, so, you know, I just want to give some tips on, you know, some daily habits uh, that can help you be more productive. Uh, so basically, you know, dedicate time daily to plan out your schedule. So usually, you know, five to 10 minutes out of your day, either it's in the morning or the evening, 
you know, that you set aside, you know, to think through the day or the next day's task. And then all you gotta do is create a game plan to get those accomplished. Um, you know, take care of, of quick tasks immediately. So, you know, if you come across something that takes, you know, less than five minutes, go ahead and tackle it right away. Because if you go ahead and you do that, you know, you want that'll eliminate you from, you know, having to write it down or remember it later. Um, you know, prior, prioritize your to-do list. So, you know, whenever your daily list is, you know, re, like unrealistic to complete, you know, rearrange your list to reflect, you know, the absolute, absolute essentials uh, and knock those out and get those done first. Uh, utilize and identify your productivity window. So, you know, it is damn near impossible to be productive all day long. So you typically have a two to three hour window, you know, once or twice a day uh, that you can, you know, be very productive. So identify these windows and uh, tackle these important tasks. Uh, knowing when to multitask. Um, you know, highly productive people understand multitasking works, um, but you know, you can't get multitasking and uh, being distracted confused. So an example of like multitasking would be like going to um, on a, a walk in the morning and then also, you know, brainstorming project ideas, you know, stuff like that. Um, use a planning and scheduling tool. So, you know, whether it be pen to paper, whether it be like an app on your phone or a calendar, just make sure you have some type of planning tool. Uh, and, and be sure to, to take regular breaks, you know, for like food, water, and movement, because that helps people become more uh, efficient and effective. Um, be realistic about how much time things take, you know, if you underestimate your time, you'll inevitably be like, you know, behind schedule. If you overestimate time, uh, you'll never be efficient. So it's imperative to, you know, kind of find that sweet spot. Word. And have, you know, have someone hold you uh, accountable, you know, so, you know, your inner circle, you know, let them know what you want to accomplish you know, on a daily, weekly and monthly basis and uh, make sure, you know, they, they hold you accountable, kind of like, you know, what we do as a group. Yep. Um, and then, you know, make sure that you appreciate what you got done instead of stressing over the things that you didn't. You know, it's all about having the right attitude. You know, you're going to have missteps throughout the day, but uh, but, you know, it's going to happen. Just you know, be better prepared the following day and be productive. So those are just some some tips to, to some daily tips to help you be more productive in life on a daily basis. <clears throat> Love that, man. Word, man. Definitely something to, uh, you know, keep you going. I think, you know, your mindset and how you plan out your day and how you try to stay organized is something that's going to help you, you know, move forward no matter what, man. Positive reinforcement manifests everything in the future, so. I'm all about that, man. I love it. No doubt, man. Uh, I think we, I think we overestimate what we can do in a day, but we underestimate what we can do in a week. And um, part of a successful week is is, is your planning. Um, and I, I have a keep saying it. Y'all keep me accountable. I have an idea that I really want to implement for strategy for for a weekly. There's like a okay, y'all have like y'all's own CRM at y'all's uh, job, or y'all had that right? Yeah, we do. Um, Customer relationship management. Well, yeah, and we had something right. I don't know if y'all's was like they had a big, it had a main dashboard where you can have have graphs and you can visually see how you're doing in right. terms of this week. At least that's how ours is. You know, what yeah, I mean? dashboard. You have a dashboard. Some type, of, some type of visual to it. 
And I just think we need, in life, we need something like that. Because all it is is a, a speedometer of how fast you're going. You know what yep. I mean? And that feedback on that little that little speed gun that gives you feedback, that's what we need, you know, because you can adjust. So I really want to create something. Now I'm in sales, and so it's very numbers-based. But it, it doesn't have to be for those professions because there's certain things that everybody needs to get done every day or every week or, you know. Uh, so I really, I really want to develop something. So anyway, I need to, I need to. I need to keep already. Going. I I got an idea on that, man. I got a um app. We need to wrap. I work on. We need to wrap. We need to wrap because really, that's what it, I think was gonna come to like an app, an yeah. app that, that I won't say the name. I got it. I kind of let's chop it up. We can partner on it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and you know what? I'm at the point where I don't want to do nothing by myself no more. I I didn't make so many businesses by myself. I'm like, you know. Yeah, we we definitely help, partner. On. Help, man. It's too I already got I already got some stuff written out, man. I'll show it to you. There you go. There you go. You. All right. <clears throat> yeah, man. Let's get into our, let's get into our trending topics, man. Um, hurts me to say, man, we lost a legend, man. DMX lost him this past week, man. And of course, he had struggles with uh, addiction. Um, and unfortunately, he was on life support. They had to take him off of life support, I believe, Friday. Um, but of course, this is a this is a major blow, you know, to the hip hop industry, man, and to our culture as a whole. I'm, I was trying to think about it. I've never ever heard anyone say that DMX was a bad rapper or a whack rapper. Nobody. Yep. I can't ever. I can't think of. Nope. And of course, he has an iconic scene at Woodstock. Where he's uh, performing at Woodstock in front of a, a sea of people, man. And, and just to see that, I know that was probably the most exhilarating thing he probably ever had to go with, but. Just kind of open it up for everybody, man. How y'all feel about losing an icon and a legend like DMX, man? I feel. Are y'all aware of his story of what happened? Like how he got hooked. Like just his growing up. Like it, I, I, I took some time to you know learn a little bit more. <sighs> On one side, I was torn because I felt like the reason why I liked him was because he did something for me. And that felt kind of selfish. You know what I mean? In terms of, you know, like, I'm big on people like not liking me for what I can do for them. And I feel like that's what kind of what drives celebrities crazy too. You know what I mean? You like me because my music, do you, but do you like me? You know what I'm saying? Right. And on the flip side, the truth of the matter is he had a torn relationship with his family because of drugs. He wasn't taking care. He don't have a good relationship with his son because of that. And, you know, uh, you know, cussing out Yana and doing some stuff that I don't know if I would fuck with him if he was under the substances. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if you're gonna if you gonna if you gonna embrace him, you gotta embrace everything. Now this is not the time to try to shit on, but it's just I'm just it's perspective, and that it made me think of that, and it also made me think of like man, the the trauma that we go through. Sometimes we don't never get over. We don't never right. get past it ever. And this man was smoking crack, smoked some crack at young age, and that literally will kill him. Y'all, have y'all watched the Yanla video of him? No, I haven't watched it. Yeah, I never watched it. You know what? Y'all know who I'm talking about? Yanla Van Zandt. Yeah, Yanla Van Zandt. Yeah. Show. They said in the show, y'all, like four years ago, she said they said I'm just waiting for them to call that he's dead. They said it. Wow. They said it like that he gonna shoot somebody. He gonna just 
wake up dead. They said that, bro. They said it. And uh, Yanyanla, she did such a great job, you know, but uh, they, they pretty much predicted it. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time. Because she asked him, she was like, do you want to be clean? Do you think you'll ever be clean? He was pretty much like, no. And his son, who he loves, he's like, we can have a relationship if you clean. And he was like, eh. like he knew. He didn't want to say it because he knew in his heart he wasn't going to do it. He was like, I'm going to drink, I'm going to smoke, and I'm going to do what I do. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And eventually took him out of this world. So, you know, God bless me. I'm a big on rappers who... Who who's speaking to the mic? Don't be tiptoeing around the mic, and and it's not just what you say; it's how you say it. Yeah, you know. And, and so I feel he ain't never rapped about no watches, jewelry, none of that stuff like that. And them first three albums, like, was man, like prime me growing up, and he was big, big, big influence. You know what I'm saying? Like talent show. Me and my boys did a talent show dance to Rough Riders. Like, bro, like DMX was that dude, man. DMX was the man, bro. I liked him way more than Jay-Z back then. We was not rocking with Jay-Z. Oh, we yeah. He was getting mixed. Oh, hands down, hands down. I think one of the things, like, like you were saying, like you had mentioned all the demons that he was struggling with and stuff like that, but I think on the, on the flip of that, everybody saw an anointed person or who they felt like would be an anointed person. He was so, um, you know, genuine in how he spoke to people and his words. He was like a, a street minister. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And... He knew how to, you know, touch people's spirit in a different type of way that a lot of people can't do. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's one of the things that that's one of the reasons why he's such a revered person. Man, they even putting out like I I heard this week they're putting out an album of all his prayers that he's done like in public. That's crazy. And they pray his ass off, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> he put pray, pray for real. What you think, Jeremy? Man, it's a it's a sad situation. Uh, for me, I really didn't know a whole lot about DMX to be honest with you until I watched the uh, the Rough Riders documentary on BET. Yeah, and kind of what Haywood was talking about, you know, how he had a rough upbringing, uh, you know, and he, he fell into you know the crack and all that other stuff, and it, it, it's just it's just a sad situation. Like I really don't know a whole lot of his music because I really didn't listen to it like that, but. Um, didn't he have like two albums, two number one albums in one year? Yeah, yeah, album come back to back, two yeah, number yeah. ones. He like one apart. in January and then one in Feb- and one in December. Crazy, yeah, that's that's crazy. But no, it's just, it's just a sad situation. Like like Dan was saying, like he seemed like he was a real genuine dude. You know, people that you know was around him, they they seemed to like him. And I, I think the only time that probably people didn't really care for him that much was whenever he was under the influence. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it just seemed like just an all-around good dude that was, you know, fighting demons and just got the best of him, man. And it's, he's gone, and I, I know his family's sad. There's a lot of people sad out there, man. Yeah. Can you I think imagine, the biggest thing, go ahead, with my bad. No, I was just going to say, can you imagine your mama dropping you off at a shelter and not picking you up and lying to you, saying we're going on drive? Man, when they told me that story, how could you trust anybody? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How do you trust? How do you like your mama doing that to you? Like, so do you, do you fault him for you know you know acting the way he acted after that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, from what they says, it sounded like the man just was dealt honestly a a a rough hand a deck of cards. Oh yeah. And then the and then the drugs, which was not introduced by him, 
at least the hardcore is what is what did him in. So it's like you literally killed that boy at fourteen or whatever age. Like you did that. That dude who did that. That shit crazy. Yeah, because I mean, whenever he went into the system, because he went into the system, right? The foster home. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, I mean, he had issues there. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it was, it was a lot, man. He I don't understand why people, growing up. why people are so damn cynical to like lace your drugs with shit and they know it's going to fuck you up. You got to be a, you got to be a, a hurt, evil person to do that to a child. But a 14 year old is a child. Yeah. I don't, I, I had to do that to anybody, not let, let alone a child. Do that to anybody, man. That's yeah. You got some hell on your back. You, I don't even know what kind of person you are. They've got a lot of hate in their heart, man. I can't wrap my head around how, how you benefit, and that's supposed to be your partner. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get. It. But uh, yeah, rest in peace to him. Hopefully, he he's done. I just feel bad. He had eleven children, man. So you know, I don't know. Um, I, I I don't know if they got peace. You know, I would imagine it was a lot of birthdays missed, a lot of experiences that they didn't get to. To share, you know, because of him being on substance, and I, I think that's probably—I would imagine—that's probably the hardest thing is the things they didn't get to do, the things they didn't get to say, and the fact that they didn't get to see their real dad authentically, right? As much as they wanted to, because of th- that Earl was maybe probably not the real, you know, real him. Yeah, well, definitely, man. Earl Simmons, man, rest in peace. Ray X, yeah. appreciate your contribution to hip hop, man, and. We hope that your family finds peace in this time right now, man. Definitely. Let's uh let's get let's make it a little bit more lighter, man. So um Jeremy showed me a video <laughs> last week, man. <laughs> uh your boy Paul Pierce living his best life, man. Yep. Had that good cushion alcohol with some women mm-hmm. dancing behind. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, what I tell you what was gonna happen when you showed me that video? He called it, man. The answer was gonna get fired, and he sure did though. Jeremy Show was wow. Oh, he's out of there. He's gone. That, 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 that was I don't understand why you go ahead and why you post something. Either, either he was ready to get out of ESPN or I I I, I don't get it, bro. I, I don't <laughs> has he ever explained what, what he was thinking? Nah, nah. The only thing that he was talking about is like, I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm, I'll be all right. All right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, it seems so unnecessary of why you fuck up the bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so unnecessary. Um, funny, funny <laughs> as hell. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Um, I mean, but I, I think they said if he, if he, if somebody would have recorded him doing it, he probably would have made it. Yeah. But it, it, it was his, it was his phone, <laughs> his, his live, so. It got him out of there, man. So when's when is it time to stop stunting on the ground, man? How old is what's the what's the age limit on this? Well, well my question is Graham holding up the phone, you know what I'm saying? Is he is he recently like separated or divorced from his wife? That's been the speculation. They said like he, I guess his uh he just recently got divorced or he's Gone from his girl, and he was trying to do that as a I'm gonna be all right stunt move. Yeah, uh, I, I think that because he said it in the video, he said, I'm not married. I heard him say that, yeah. so hey, I think he will. Yeah, I think he was just stunt on there because of that. He's like, you know, I'm out here living my good life now. He was like, well, I got that pay, loud pet. He was like, he was like, if I gotta pay that alimony, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you know, try to make myself feel better. Stunt, <laughs> 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 crazy, bro. 
that, that. But they said he got a lot of opportunities coming. You know, go take his talents to XM or Showtime or something else. You know, where you can be well, some quick. some website hit him and they were like, "Hey man, we'll pay you two hundred fifty thousand to come do the same thing." Have girls dance in the background. And you give your sports takes. I was like two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> she, I might have that's a bag for us, but for him, that's like nigga. I don't know what he getting paid over. How much? How much you think he was making at ESPN? Oh, you gotta be making an M there at least. Uh, you think? So? I would think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would hope. I would hope because yeah, they ain't paying that many. I mean, literally, the personalities are the people who, who, who make the show. So I mean, if, I feel you. if he getting paid, if he getting paid a million, shit, Stephen A. better be making about fifteen million, twenty million. Hey, bro, Stephen A. is in. Oh yeah, Stephen A. getting that guap. Yeah. You you will never catch Stephen A. bad hairline with like that. Ooh, <laughs> 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 Stephen A. liable to take your phone. You walk in this. There <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna be no foolish in here. I'm making too much money. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, shout out to Paul Pierce, man. That was funny, man. That was hilarious, though. <laughs> y'all heard about uh, y'all heard about Usher man printing his own dollars? No, I did not hear about that. What is he doing? Boy, I, I saw, saw the funniest I, I joke. It. I saw the funniest joke today on Facebook. They said the boy's got his own money, and when I mean he got his own money, the boy has got his own money. Like I'm coming to America. Oh, <laughs> got his own bread. <laughs> He's talking about Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Now he's passing out them dollars in Vegas, man. I guess he's doing a residency in Vegas, and you can use those bucks as a uh, you know money to get into his, I, I guess, concert or whatever, man. It's the right, it's the right type of promo. Man, if he was in Vegas, I'd go pay to see that for sure. Go see a uh, Usher show. Yeah, yeah, I'd go see it too. I go see that. There ain't too many people I would. I would go. See, I mean. I I don't really recall any hip hop R and B people who headline like who I, I heard about Celine Dion, Britney Spears, J Lo. Yeah, I ain't really heard of nobody urban honestly. They giving that bag up. I heard um, I heard that Beyonce uh, Beyonce is supposed to be doing it. Oh, that's a good little move though. When 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 you done when you done touring, you could just do Vegas shows and just be in one spot. Yeah, I'm gonna get you a residency, get you a, one of them, uh, them those suites that they have. Yep, yep. Yeah, I gotta try to trace about it. She said, We going if, if she there, we going. <laughs> Beyonce, yeah, I go see Beyonce too. Shit. <laughs> it's supposed to be apparently like three hotels. I don't know, this is speculation, but it's supposed to be like three hotels working together to try to get her to come up there uh, for a residency. They're talking about a big bag for her to come. That would have to be a big bag for her to go down there. Well, Beyonce, what? Yeah. Yeah, she gonna be like, I need a a, a stake in the <laughs> exactly in 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 the casino. <laughs> so she brings so much money. Look, we already talking about like we go, we'll go. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's the be that's the be effect. Yeah, Vegas she's gonna bring Jay. She gonna bring Jay eventually. Yep, exactly. <laughs> now I just thought that was funny, man. I was like. I wonder how y'all felt about that. That's is that a, a good marketing move or a lame move to be printing your face on dollars? No, I think I think it's all right. Yeah, I think it's dollars. Kids, yeah, what you with? Get some of them usher, but will somebody uh, try to pass you one of them? Yeah, I'm like, no, check out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't get this out of my face. 
Chill out. <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's keep it moving, man. I don't know if y'all uh y'all heard about Kid Cuddy this weekend on SNL wearing a dress. I wanted to get y'all thoughts on do y'all um I know y'all heard this before. I know this is not something that's foreign, but do y'all think this is like a rite of passage for Hollywood for you to wear a dress as a black male? And I can't speak on that, but it just it just like what's the correlation? People, some entertainers on TV somehow wind up in a dress. Yeah. That's usually they saying like they basically submitting if you believe into that conspiracy Illuminati S type stuff, this is this is like your your uh I guess entry fee in order to you know make it in the industry. And Dave Chappelle had kind of mentioned something about it, you know, before where he was saying they tried to get him to wear a dress in a skit. And they were like pressing it so hard, like to the point that he like he almost cussed them out. Like, man, I'm not wearing no dress. Like, get out of my uh, dressing room. Not sure what the play is on that, you know. Uh, you know, can't say much because then you've been like, well, why can't he wear a dress? I mean, he could do whatever he want to do, but it's but it's just like my question is just why. And then they're like, well, why not? And then I'm kind of like, well. <laughs> I'm kind of stuck there. Uh, why should he? Shouldn't he wear a dress? And I'm just like, I don't know if I have the best answer for that. But <sighs> they say it's bug dancing. You're emasculating the male image, the black male image in oh. society by putting them in dresses. A hundred percent. But but he made it seem like it was his idea because he was paying homage to what uh, Kurt Cobain whenever he did it on on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why, bro? Like, why why did you do that? Why did you think <laughs> that, that was okay? Were you, are you trying to cross over? I I I, I just don't I don't understand. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. We have so many, so many like few images. You know what I mean? Like you come on SNL, it's time for you to hold it down. You know what I mean? That's what Crit did. That's what Cole did. That's what Kendrick did. When they went on SNL, like they did like some epic, dope ass performance. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, right. I don't. I just don't get it, bro. I would love for him to say, "I don't want to speak for him." I would love like to explain this to me, bro. Like, explain this to me. Why you like this? A flower dress, and uh, I know people gonna you know they, some people gonna be like you know he can do what he want to do, but you know what? As a culture, as a culture, and as a people, and as men, as leaders in, I would consider us leaders of our our group. Uh, generation millennials whatever you want to call it we have the right to be like we 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 want this or we don't want this or we have the right to be like we don't see this as good for us as a whole and i don't see how you tell me that that this this image is imagery is good for us as a whole yeah exactly and i think kid cuddy he has a he has a demographic where it's personally from my opinion it's not gonna grow beyond what it is right now he is like a he has like a specific niche art audience that he caters to and they're gonna follow you regardless. So what you were doing with this Kurt Cobain thing is like unnecessary. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know it was a part of like a, a you know, he's pushing a um a fashion line too with Virgil and off white and stuff like that. So there's probably like some underlying things with that, you know, allegedly. But it's like, come on, bro, like why? this is it's like Lil Nas X stuff. This is this is what I'm saying. Like, is the artistry gonna die 
Oh, damn. Did we talk about that? Oh, we did, right? Yeah, we talked about it last week. But yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's like, is the is the artistry gonna like die over the antics, or is this just it's just what it is right now? You gotta you gotta do something provocative in order to get your art out there. Yeah, yeah, like just just be a good artist, bro. I don't know, but I mean, some I don't know, man. Like, I feel like you you can't even talk about it, man. You get some. You get some bad heat because they be like, you know, yeah. oh, hip hop is fashion. You know what I mean? And this and, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want my son on that vibe, man. I don't want my son on that. I don't want my nephew on that. That's not okay. That's not how, that's not how we going to do. And, you know, if that ruffles some people's feathers, I'm, I don't even care. Yeah, because I, I think they're trying to put in the mainstream media to, to normalize it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not with that, you know. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, I guess you gotta get it how you live, man. I personally can't cut it. I don't think it was worth it, bro. I think all you did, you, just, you got the headline that you wanted, but I don't think yeah. it's gonna produce any fruit from it. At least from the you know hip hop community and the African American community, we kind of look like it. Look, just seems gimmicky. Just seems gimmicky. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Would you say? Would you say his his base is more white or black as of right now? Before he did this stunt, would you say white or black? Ooh. I don't know, bro, because I, mean, I, say, I, I, I like Kid Cudi. Yeah, I, like I don't vibe. With, I don't vibe with that 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 genre of rap. That uh that that eight oh eights Kanye. I'm not. I don't. I, that's not my cup of tea. It, uh, I don't. I don't dig it. That's not really for me. I'll say that. I'm not saying it's not good. It's just not. Yeah, I mean, he serves an audience. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of a depressive vibe with some of the music that he put out, but some of it is kind of, you know, kind of uplifting too. At the same time, I mess with Cuddy. I don't listen to everything he puts out, but if he got something that bop, like all right, I mess with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he's in that same vein as like the the Tech Nines, the Hobsons, the uh, Bobs. They kind of got that. You know, yeah, that yeah, yeah. That emo grunge type hip hop, you know what I'm saying? That, that comes with it. So, yeah, man, definitely, uh, definitely interesting. Well, I mean, we'd be remiss, man, without talking about you know some of the incidents that happened this week. As much as you try to avoid it, you can't get away from it. Um, had some uh, recent shootings, and ironically, same area where uh, Derek Chauvin is having his uh, case tried for murder, um, which is in uh, Minnesota, right? In Minneapolis, yeah. Minnesota? Yeah. yeah, well, we had, a, um, we had another <clears throat> brother lost, um, unfortunately, Dante Wright, was shot in a uh, traffic uh, stop. It looks like he had expired tags and they pulled him over and stopped him. The cop drew, drew a weapon and thought that she had drawn a, her taser and in actuality, she actually drew her uh, pistol and shot uh, Dante Wright one time and that was a fatal shot ended up losing his life man um, didn't get a chance to watch the video but I heard the audio of it and her screaming out taser 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 before she you know um, actually uh, discharged the weapon and shot him um, but you know kind of wanted to get y'all thoughts on it man is it is this uh, Groundhog Day are we just doing this all over again me, I'm I'm just getting tired of of having to 
to see things like this, bro. It's like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's one after another. I'm just tired, bro. And um, my, I don't know, man. It's, just, it, it's, it's very frustrating. My my only complaint, uh, well, I have a lot of, a lot of complaints with this situation. And so, yes, he did. He didn't comply. I, I understand that, but he should not lose his life. White people don't comply all the time and they're still here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just. It, it, if you check my page, I, I had sent a video earlier about um, a white guy getting pulled over. He actually had a pistol in his lap and the police officers, they did have a, did have their weapons drawn on him. But this guy was like engaging. He told the police officers he was going to shoot him. And he said, you, uh, you're uh, invoking, uh, you're um, infringing on my constitutional rights. They opened the door. He closed the door back. He put his hands down as if he was going to grab the pistol. They still didn't do anything to him. And then at the end of the video, he actually shut the door and drove off away from the police officers. So there is, you know, the thing to me is like with, with Dante Wright, it's the same exact scenario. If this person's not a threat and he's not drawing his weapon on you or shooting at you, there's no reason why you should be shooting at this guy whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't get that. Let alone a taser. Like what, what are you gonna do with taser in a car with somebody in a car? Exactly. And how can you mistake a taser for a gun though? Yeah. Like your, your gun is on your dominant side. Like I, I, she's, she's on the force for 26 years. She's a veteran. Like how, how do you make that mistake? She was training yes. people. This person was training people that day. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling, man. It's, I don't it's, know, hey, would I, you just step in my bed? No, no, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, the, oh, my bad. Go ahead, Jeremy. You got it? You got it? No, I was just going to say, and they said events leading up to it. So the only reason why there was a warrant out for his arrest because they sent the information to the wrong address. So he, he never got that notification. So that's why there was a warrant out for his arrest. So it's just a lot of a lot of things like leading up to it. It's just like, come on, bro. I'm mad at him, bro. I'm mad at him. Young, he a kid. He ain't supposed to know. I mean, he ain't. He. I'm mad at him in the sense of, bro. You know what these people do to you, man. You know what they do to you, and you, 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 you made a move that. I'm not gonna say cost you, but it ultimately led to your, you know, your demise. Your, your demise, and 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 they shouldn't have did it. They shouldn't have did it, bro. But, bro, you got the every every single move you make at a traffic stop, gotta be calculated and well thought out. Everyone, bro. Everyone, you know. And uh, man, dog, I think he had like a three hundred dollar warrant, y'all. Three hundred dollar warrant over some some silly like it wouldn't even you know and now he got a baby girl that's gonna be gone. She's ridiculous and I'm so Jimmy said perfectly. I'm so sick and tired of it, bro. I'm sorry, I'm tired of talking about it on this damn podcast. Oh, we it's just it's just it's tiring, man. Yeah, well, we get we got another one. The the lieutenant that got pulled over. The lieutenant from the military. Yeah. Wow, bro. Oh over. yeah, bro. What the yeah, he what, did what everything the right. What the conservatives saying on that, bro? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, what's, what's the uh, where the military at? We're gonna take a knee. What we gonna do, people? What we gonna do? This man got maced. 
He told a police officer, I am scared to make a move. You should be scared is what the cop responded. He said, yeah. and he said something like, you gonna ride the lightning. Yeah. You know what he said that, bro? Yeah. Wait, he said what? I missed that part. What'd he say? Yeah, the cop said, you about to ride the lightning. Oh, hell no. Uh, yeah. like, what do you do in that scenario? <clears throat> and they just yelling at him and, and he, well, like contrary to what you believe, I don't, to my knowledge, you don't just have to just blindly listen to a police officer. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't committed no crime. I don't know. Maybe we ain't double check that shit. You know, he let pulled me, over. Let me provide a little bit of context on it. So they hit, they hit him with the lights and it was for not having a license plate on the back of his vehicle, but it was in the window. Of course, he had a temporary plate because he had just bought the car and it was in the back of his uh, window in his uh, SUV. He, uh, they put on the lights to have him pull over. He didn't pull over immediately, but he turned on his flashers and he went down about, um, I would say a mile or so. He drove for another minute and 40 seconds to a well-lit area where he could be safe and the police officers can be safe. Like he pulled into a parking lot that was well-lit so they can be safe. And they were upset that he didn't stop initially on the side of the road. It's like, why is that an issue that I'm putting us both in a safe situation? I'm a military person. Like, there's no reason for you to be upset. There's no reason for you to say that you should be afraid. There's no reason for you to be saying you about to ride the lightning. Come on, man. That that video itself, if that's not a, a, a lawsuit waiting to happen, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And then they tried to talk him, they tried to talk him out of not making it an issue. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying like, if you're gonna make this an issue, then you'll probably lose your job with the military trying to talk him out of like not pushing it forward. I'm like, oh no, bro, it's over with. It, it was crazy when he had his hands outside the the, uh, the window, one of them was telling him, leave your hands out there. The other one was like, open the door. It's like, hold up, bro. Like I'm getting two conflicting things. Like one of y'all telling me to do one thing, you tell me to do other, like what am I supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. And the crazy thing about it, so he got mace, right? What would be your natural reaction if you got mace? I'm super, I'm already scared. And they screaming now, I'm mace too. Now I can't see. Man, I'm real scared now. What you what are you gonna do with your hands though? What do you do with your hands if you get mace? Man, I ain't gonna do shit. I'm gonna I'm a, like, I don't even, I mean I don't even fucking know, bro. You civilian, you're gonna try to rub your eyes. It's a, it's not something that you're used to. You're gonna be like, ah, what's going on? As soon as you make a move like that, they think, oh, gun, pop, 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 pop. No, nah, they don't think that with everybody. We've seen that other video. He just has the, he, uh, you know, as a military person, he had the wherewithal to know I still need to keep my hands in the air, even though I just got mace. But they didn't give I'm a damn. They got uniform. killed in that scenario, man. They didn't give a damn about their uniform. Nah. It's all bullshit. We knew it was all bullshit, but you know what I'm saying? Like, man, come on, man. Yeah. They didn't give a damn. They didn't have no respect. This is what we're talking about. They're black. They don't, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about us, man. They really don't. Don't matter if you got a uniform. Don't matter if you run for a thousand yards a game, a, a season. Don't matter if you put 50 points up in the, in the hoop. Like, this shit is deep. This shit is deep of the disregard for human life. Yeah. With that skin tone. And uh, it's so thick. It's so deep. I don't know how you fix it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy time, man. I don't even I don't even know what to say. And then I mean on the other side, I, I have to mention it because 
we got to be fair. Three police officers got shot, you know, in Georgia, you know, by civilians and stuff like that. And do you think this is just like one of, the, like you said, hey, Wood, like an overcorrection of what we've been seeing? Like, what happened? People, uh, three police officers got shot in Georgia. Like they tried to pull his car over, didn't pull over. Uh, one of the passengers got outside the window and they just started dumping on the cops. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they ended up getting shot um, in the pursuit. But I don't know. Is this is they're this not related to me? They're not related to me at all. Yeah, no, I agree. They're not related, and um, we're never we're not saying it's not a dangerous job or nothing like that. But you can't, like you said, like you have to be up. Like, like who said that? One of the, somebody was like, "Bro, you can't have a, be a pilot for a plane and be like, you know, I'm gonna get the job right ninety percent of the time." No, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want no 90% pilot. And when you talk about killing, you're pulling out your gun, you can't be 95% right. You know what I mean? And it's at the end of the day, it's like, some of this shit ain't life or death. Exactly. If my man's want to drive off with a $300 warrant, bro, you got his information, man. All right, cool. X. X. Why you need to pull a gun? You know what I'm saying? Like, some of, the, some of these situations, just like, was that worth it? Was that worth it? Because I know I, I've always heard, and I don't know what what the exact speed limit is, but I heard that there's a if you go over a certain speed limit, the cops will like won't chase you no more because it it's not worth it of yeah. danger. You know what I mean? Maybe, I've I heard that. 120 miles per hour or whatever, like the cop will like literally let you go. And so in those situations, I just I just feel like like if a dude running away, like all right, I'm gonna let that dude run away. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, I, if I pull out this gun and shoot this man on his back, what good? What good is that coming from, bro? Not to mention who you, who else you putting in danger? Who's around? Exactly. It could be shot. You know what I'm saying? They catch that straight bullet. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen videos where cops like unload on a car, crazy, like Denzel style on Training Day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's. I don't even, I don't even know, man. I don't even know what to say anymore. Tired ain't even a word anymore for me, man. It's just like you can't get past it, man. And of course, I mean, I make this, I make this a quick hit, man. But what y'all, what do y'all think about the Derek Chauvin uh, case so far? Personally, I think that man need to get a plea deal together. He need to try to get with the prosecution because they're killing him. He look pretty bad, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna count them. <laughs> they killing this man. Yeah, he getting his ass handed to him, make a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really haven't been following it uh, that much, but it, it's pretty bad, huh? Man, I've been following it passively, and the stuff that I've been hearing is like, there's no way that this man walk. If he walk, it's gonna be a problem in this country, bro. Oh yeah, she gonna burn. She gonna burn. I mean, they they got experts coming in. They be like, he died from this. They, I mean, from every which way, man. They just like this was not necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what make it hardest is like they 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 he had neutralized and he already had known that this man was not no threat. No. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like at that point, and then you can audibly hear him. You know what I'm saying? So it's just right. like, what type of man you gotta be, bro? I don't know. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear um one of the experts? They say he didn't even have enough fentanyl in his system to contribute to him, you know, having a cardiac arrest and stuff like that. Like usually when somebody's on fentanyl, I don't know if y'all know about that drug, but when somebody's using fentanyl on fentanyl, you're down. You're not up. That's a downer drug. That's like 
put you on your ass type drug and would, you know, somebody that size and that big, they were saying like it wasn't even at a level where it could be a contributing factor for them. So like that, man, it's yeah, just- Yeah, I, I just hate that they even have it, that reported at all, you know what I mean? Cause people gonna play with it, run with it. Yeah. Manage it all, you know? Oh, and you I know, had to really take, I had to take a step back and be like, man, Chris, don't don't trip on that shit because you know it's a defense mechanism. You know what I'm saying? It's a defense right. mechanism to explain the powers that be. You know what I mean? Right. And what's crazy though is the unconscious white person will play into it because that's how she is. They would be like, oh, well, why did he have the drugs in it? Why you know? I don't even think they are intentionally playing into the part, but that's how deep and systematic this shit is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's reasonable it's doubt. That's all you need. Just, just, just a little bit of decriminalization will 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 let allow you to be like, well, he wasn't a good guy, right? And then that's it. And then that right. one that that can stop you from just demanding justice. Just that one little thing. You know what I mean? Or Whatever they say about him, or how many baby moms he had, or his criminal record, or whatever they usually be throwing out, just to yeah. make it, you know, make it put him on trial. He's not on trial. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Well, man, let's um, let's get into our main topic, man. So, hey, will you have sent us a text the other day, man, about six things that involve men once from a woman, man? I want to kick it over to you, man. Expound on it a little bit. Let's have some fun with it. So I, I was reading this, I'm reading this book and man, this book here, man, this book is powerful, bro. This book is powerful. I'm gonna put y'all on game. Don't ever say I ain't never put you on nothing. This book this ain't right no, uh, this ain't no uh, Kevin Samuels type shit, is it? No, no, it's not Kevin Samuels, but, but I fuck with Kevin Samuels, I definitely do. And that's why I'm, see, this is why I'm, I'm the good steward of this information because I can listen to Kevin Stewart, Kevin Samuels, yeah. And I can listen to this. I don't have no boo. I ain't got no girlfriend. But I still read stuff like this. Not because I I, I want to be involved with a woman per se, but intimacy and love is part of healing who I am. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I didn't learn this from my upbringing. And if you don't know how to navigate love, whatever that means to you, and you're 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 missing out on life, and you're not a functional, emotionally intelligent man. Period. Man, got to know how to navigate love. You fuck around, recreate children who don't. It just perpetuates a whole lot of things. And I'm, being a man is so much more than providing and protecting. Right. The new evolve shows up emotionally and intimacy. And really, what intimacy is to me is vulnerability. Really, that's really what it is to me. And I'm, you know, there's a sexual intimacy, but really it's intimate when we can be real with each other and show us our real self. You know what I'm saying? When you when you have sex with somebody, you naked, usually, I would think. You naked, so you can <laughs> see me. You can see everything. You can see tiger stripes, you can see blemishes, you know what I mean? And put the zipper down, brother. You can see everything, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> So ain't no hiding, and then and then that 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 lack of uh, hiding creates closeness with people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so this chapter, I mean, man, it's so many things. But what I want to do is I want to go over this chapter, and we're gonna have to revisit y'all. Dang, this book, every chapter is like a podcast episode. Like we got like 15 episodes that we could do. I want to read it, man. <laughs> I followed this dude for a long time. Now, y'all know one of my favorite books is this, 
Way of the Superior Man. This is my favorite, one of my favorite books. It's top three. You should, uh, every man should have this book. Every single one. This is a must have. Okay, so this dude is a, dis- Brian Reeves is a disciple of David Data. Okay. The big thing you need to know before we get into it is these men are big on understanding masculine, feminine dynamic. Not male, female, but understand what a masculine energy does and what it brings to the table and what a feminine energy does. So that's important to note here, okay? Because he throws the word masculine around sometimes and you need to know uh, what, what that means. So anyway, I'm going to read in, and then I'm going to get to the six things. We'll talk about each one kind of by itself. Um, so it says, I hear women oft, often talk about wanting an evolved conscious man. Um, I decided uh, that mostly means they want to be with a man who can see w- woman, women's entire humanity and profound gifts. And I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Like understanding their profound gifts. Um, so he created, he said he was asked by a, a woman, what does an evolved man want from a woman? So we got six things we're going to go down, down the list. Number one was honestly probably the hardest one. I definitely need your help with this one. Thing, especially he said, number one is he wants her full, authentic self. He says, an evolved man wants a woman who won't change to be with him, who mostly doesn't give two shits about what other people think about her, including even him. She isn't arrogant. She just allows who she is and who she doesn't uh, need. uh, She just knows who she is and doesn't need to prove that she has the right to live uh, anybody else's life. Uh, She doesn't shrink or sell herself to make him happy. Yeah. Um, he won't criticize her for being her, her authentic self either. So I struggled with this one, Damon, at first, because I was like, okay, being your authentic self, what does that mean in the relationship? And so I want mm-hmm. to ask you, like, just before we even dig into that, like, what does that mean to you being your authentic self in a relationship? I think um, I think it's more about being um, you know, self-actualized and not you know, being dependent upon, you know, a man to validate who you are and Uh what you are in life. You're not one of those people that's jumping on and you got to get the Instagram likes. You got to get, you know, the the positive reinforcement from social media and stuff like that in order to validate yourself. You're not into the material things, even though those things are nice. You're, you're not materialistic. You don't have to stunt on the gram to show everybody that, you know, I'm still out here making a way and I'm doing it. And I don't need, I don't need my man to basically, you know, lift me up in that way. He already does it by his actions and his deeds. I don't need that, that cater. You know what I'm saying? If it makes sense. That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. Uh, I, I think I definitely think that's big being a complete person. Now, how you said it, it's like, yo, be, be your own person. Don't be a person based on the feedback you get from the world. And yeah. so I, I think like a woman showing up and being authentically being rooted in who she is rooted in her values. Uh, Jeremy, the first value was uh, he wants a woman to be her full authentic self. Okay. And so um, 
to me, I was just saying that I think that means knowing who you are and knowing what your values are, knowing your weaknesses is how you can show up better in the world. Because then when you know where, where you're coming up short, where you're coming up strong, knows kind of where to direct your energy, where not to right. direct your energy. You know what I mean? And where to ask, when to ask for help, you know? Um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's big. Yeah, I don't, I don't I want to be a woman. I want you to be real you. And that gives opportunity for a man to really love who you are. Yeah, I was telling, I was telling uh, Jeremy before you had dropped off, it's like, it, it's more of like a self-actualized woman to me. When I think about, you know, what's going on today in the world, a lot of women are seeking validation through social media. So, you know, they're doing Instagram posts, they're doing the materialistic things to show themselves, you know, as being worthy. They're doing the thought poses. They're doing the red light challenges. They're doing the, you know what I'm saying? The uh, the drop it challenges and shit like that and stuff like that. And I, and you know, I don't hate that women are doing that, but at the same time, that just shows me there's a level of insecurity there that I'm going to have to deal with as your man. You know what I'm saying? You always going to have to validate oh, it. All right. The time. Oh yeah, that's all, that's all about validation, man, exactly. So number two, is he wants her authentic happiness. This is big. Ah, this is really big. An evolved man has no sinister desire to capture a woman's joyful heart in an iron box and isolate her in an iron castle. He just wants his woman to live to uh, his woman so in love with her life that her radiant joy is present in the room more often than not. Um, he, yes, there will be tough times. He won't expect you to always be happy. He doesn't want uh, some spoofy, a sped for wife. Uh, but um, a woman showing up with her own happiness. It says um, he's busy enough trying to manage his own experience. Understanding, uh, I'm sorry, I need to backtrack. Um, He'll be doing his best to be a good man for her, but he doesn't want to be burdened with always having to make her happy. He's busy enough trying to manage his own experience. Understanding this allows both partners to safely bring their real truth to the relationship every day, which is essentially to, which is essential to sustaining intimacy, which is what an evolved man truly wants. Y'all, I love when a woman is happy on her own and is doing her own thing. That shit is attractive. There's a young lady that I'm thinking about right now who I follow. She be posting, y'all, and besides the fact that she's beautiful, she be laughing and smiling and genuinely having a good time. You know what I'm saying? And that shit is so attractive because sometimes I may have a bad day and I may, I need to see that. Right. We feed off that energy too. And so just like we want you to be your authentic self, I want you to be happy so that, you know, a happy person gonna show up a lot different. Right. Right. No, I, I definitely did that. It's kind of like what Will Smith said, you know, before he's like, I can't That's find your job. happy for you. Mm-hmm. That's not my job. My job is to, you know, care for you, be there for you and support your happiness. But ultimately at the end of the day, you're gonna find that internally within yourself as far as happiness is concerned. That's something that I can't, you know, make for you. You know what I'm saying? What do you think, Jeremy, as far as happiness? No, I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't want someone to, de- to de- depend on their happiness, like on me, because that can only make you happy in the moment. That's not going to make you happy overall. 
You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. that's like smoking crack. It's only 30 minutes, then it's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she definitely has to to find happiness, you know, within, you know. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think um authentic happiness is different than probably just regular happiness. I'd assume authentic happiness is based on living in accordance with your your goals and values and principles, I would think, uh, not necessarily based on exclusively the money in your pocket or, you know what I mean, like what's going on around you. Uh, and so women, we really did a happy person, a happy, lighthearted, you know, kind person. You know what I mean? That's, that stuff is, is a, a fesh, uh, infectious, I would say. Right. So did I anything else to add on that, young? Now, only thing I would add on that too is is we talk about it all the time as far as like setting goals for yourself and doing like the little small minute things to help yourself get to that place of worthy and happy. That's that's like the recipe for success. That's like the recipe for happiness. When you're doing that, you're being intentional about everything that you want for your life. That it's just gonna be a natural reaction to be happy all the time and be at peace with yourself. So yeah. All right, number three, he wants her to love him with wild abandon. Now it says, an involved man wants his woman to love him profoundly despite his imperfections, to consistently see through his human flaws to the very best of him. There's an important caveat, however, and uh, as so many women are great at loving with wild abandon, but in many ways that's often self-defeating. An involved man doesn't want a woman to abandon her, herself to love him or, or stay if he's inconsistent. Um, so after all, this is big for me, y'all. This is big because I don't know if I've mentioned like conditional love. Man, y'all, like that's that's a big thing, you know? I was raised very, very alone. You know, I didn't, my dad wasn't around. My mama, my last kid, mama didn't get home till 11 o'clock. So I was by myself. You know, I was outside kid. My mom, my sister was inside, so we didn't even play together. I was all on my own, learning the world on my own. And so abandonment and people leaving is very, very triggering to me. And, it's, and I'm very careful with my emotions. And if I feel, if I get the slightest doubt that I think you will leave or bail on me based on me being vulnerable, man. You pull that trigger favorite. first? Oh man, it's hard for me, man. It's real hard, really hard. And so, to for somebody to love me, and the only reason I know what that is, y'all, is my daughter. My daughter loved me, man, and I love her. I don't care if she become an axe murderer. I'm going to love my daughter. You know what I mean? Like, she right. showed me what real unconditional love, and a lot of love has conditions. As long as you treat me this way, I'm going to love you. As long as you make me this happy, I'm going to love you. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, man, I think a man really can appreciate when a woman love him. And, and we know when we talk about a down ass chick, this is what we talk about. And when we say love, we mean you choose me despite my imperfections. Oh, yeah. You know I have. Absolutely. That's hands down, man. I'm, that's, a, hell, that's a story of, you know, my marriage. I was like, I didn't get out of school and have like a bucket of money waiting on me when I got out of school. But my, my girl was still there. Hell, I had an apartment. We didn't have any furniture. You know, I had an apartment. I was sleeping on an air mattress, bro. 
yeah. she was still there. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's a testament to, you know, how she felt about me and how she felt about our relationship. And she knew that, you know, we would be able to grow together. And I truly feel like she has unconditional love for me. And I don't have to do anything to secure and keep that love. You know what I'm saying? So, and that that's the biggest thing for me. So, you know, when I was growing up, when I was younger, you know, you get in bad relationships and stuff like that. You might have somebody that like step out on you or, you know, once you break up with them, they get with somebody real quick, you know, coming in, I was kind of like, I got trust issues. I ain't going to be, you know, putting my heart out there for anybody to, you know, stomp on it again. But now that, you know, I got into a relationship like that, where it's meaningful and I know somebody loves me. I'm not even worried about, you know, anything that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm secure in how I feel about, you know, the love that I'm receiving. You know what I'm saying? And that helps me want to be the man that I, you know, need to be for my family. Now I'm like, I'm going to run through a wall and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get this dope ass house. I'm going to get these dope ass things to help our family grow and build a generational wealth. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a pot. Like I said, it's a positive reinforcement thing. Like the win in yourselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're all flawed. And I mean, for us to think that we're gonna have a perfect relationship where there's not gonna be a bumps in the road and bumps in the road, I mean, it's not it's not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? That's not gonna be the case. So you want somebody to be, you know, down for you, uh, you know, love you unconditionally through through all the bad times, because there are gonna be bad times in life. I mean, right. it, it's it, it, it's just the way it is. So yeah, some somebody can hold you down, but I mean, you still have to be consistent on, on your end. Um, but yeah, I agree with y'all. With y'all saying. Um, uh, let's, uh, let me see, bomb man. Yeah, I mean that's that's something I struggle. With. And for this one, y'all, we got to be open to a woman loving us like that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. something I struggle with. I've had struggle with allowing a woman to love me like that. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary for a woman to love you so much, bro. Yeah, it's hard when you seem it like, like I said, you know, man, like what y'all were saying, it, 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 it does, that does something to you, man. Yeah, when you see, when you see like the same thing and it's not where it's supposed to be, of course, you're going to be gun shy about getting into something that's not normal that you weren't used to getting before. And a lot of times it's just, it's like anything, you know, getting outside of your comfort zone. I think that's one of the things that we're learning as a group, as far as a podcast is concerned, or at least for myself, I'll speak for myself. It's like, you're not going to find that growth and prosperity unless you're willing to, you know, get down into something that's hard and that challenges you, that pushes you to that limit. Because yeah. once you get to a place where you don't, you don't, you're, you're not doing anything that challenges you, you find yourself in complacency and you get shot in the head, you lose your job. Boom. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's exactly. kind of one of those things. So I got be, man. Knowing my daughter love me no matter what, same as like what you said with Patricia, you know, like, yeah. You know, like, and I, and I see it. It motivated yeah. me, man. Like, I leveled up so much. You know, I told y'all, like, I didn't make this. This month came up. I made that when Remy was born. I just made that in a month. I don't know if I would be like that if I didn't have Remy because she made me think different. I'd be like, okay, she wants this dog. This dog's $3,000. You know what I mean? Do I, do I shrink? Do I shrink? And be like, eh, you know, we don't even go do that. Or do I go get that dog? Facts. You know what I'm saying? She Facts. she want a yard. Well, I want a yard because I don't want no dog up in my house all the damn time. You know what I mean? <laughs> she make me she make me step up. I want to take it to Disney World. You know what I'm saying? That drop that three thousand. You know what I mean? Let's go. 
That's you know what I mean? For the bait, it's for the love, man. That's the only reason this shit is even important, you know. So anyway. yeah, yeah. all right, number four. This is this is a tough one for yeah, us guys. He wants her to communicate openly and even call out his bullshit, but respectively. An, an involved woman, and this is what I'm saying, or involved man wants a woman who will speak to truth to him. A woman who knows men aren't equipped to read minds uh, or even not so subtle clues. He also wants her to hold him accountable to his highest potential as a man. I always look with love and respect. He does not want her looking for every flaw in an attempt to make him perfect. That's just annoying. But he doesn't want her to hold back when she sees him acting out of integrity or playing small in his life. An intimate relationship is a powerful vehicle for a person's evolution. And he knows he'll always be growing and evolving. He wants a woman who will support him in the evolution and who also learned the difference between healthy, honest communication and needing criticism. Man. So, so that one right there, like, like a woman, and this is, and how he said it is so perfect. It's an art to it. Yeah. And I don't know how to do it, but you can't be like, you can't come nagging like that. You got to right. speak life into that man. And that's a female, feminine thing. I don't know how to do it, but I know when I hear some nagging. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? But when a woman- go to the gym. You want to be back. In my ear about these, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, yeah, don't let me settle for living small. Right. You know, that's a beautiful thing. Um, and, and how to call that out respectfully, you know what I mean? Like that's what that's big. That's really big. I want I got something to add on Jeremy. You got so I want you to go first, my bad. Now I guess I guess it all determines on what it is that that woman is going to communicate to you is 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 it going to be a, a type of communication that's going to help build you to make you better or kind of like what you were saying with the whole nagging situation uh so it i, I guess it, it it's difficult to to determine uh which one out out of the two um but yeah it is kind of like you know how they approach it you know uh you know because if they come with that you need to do this or stuff like that. You you're not gonna be receptive at all. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna push back. You'd be like, man, I don't wanna hear that shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, it's definitely on on how it's brought up a hundred percent. It's it's a that's a very thin line. It's a very, very line. because yeah. words can either build or they can destroy just as fast. You know what I'm saying? And, and I kind of lean on to what, you know, just to add on to what Jeremy's saying, it's got to be, you know, a value added critique. Like, is this something that's helping us as a whole grow, you know, our nest egg, grow our, you know, our generational wealth, for our kids, wherever it may be. If you come in with a criticism, is it something that's going to help us as a family move together? And you keeping me on my square for something that, you know, I, you know, expressed to you that I wanted to do or saw for our family? Or is it something that you go, you, you're just here to berate and, and show a flaw or a chink in my armor? Because you can, just as well as you can build a man up, you can emasculate him just as fast. 
You know what I'm saying? And That's big what you said. I like what you said, uh, keeping them. A lot of times we say, especially living in the house, it's easy to be like, wait a minute, you said you was gonna do something. Man, wait a minute, that was three months ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a big just holding somebody to what they said they were gonna do. Asking questions, hey, did you get around? I remember you said you was gonna do so and so. Hey, yep. that's 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 big though, you know what I mean? Because uh execution is really what it's all about. And so if you're not executing on something, then you you need to let it go. You need to be like, yeah, I changed my mind. Explain that to it uh, to to her. Like, why why are you moving different now? Or yeah. she maybe put that 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 fire to you to be like, okay, I need to I need to get it done. Yeah, it's important. Like we're a business. Like the way I see, you know, me and Trace, it's not it's not just a relationship, but like we're partners in life. So. Right. We're, we're talking about everything. We're talking about our finances and the plans there. We're talking about each of the accounts that we have. We're talking about what we want to do in the future, how much we're putting back for our kids, if we're going to have future kids, like all that stuff. I think it's, it's real big to try to have that communication piece. Um, you know, I, I got to be better about doing it on a weekly basis because we used to, you know, have it like every Sunday, but we kind of have like a, a family huddle and we go over, you know, where we are and where we're going and we got like vision boards we still got that stuff up you know in the house but you know i think that's something that helps all relationships move forward so. it's good i like it all right man uh number number five this is another one i'm struggling i've kind of struggled with i'm sure he's trying to grasp this one he says uh I said number five is he wants her to surrender to love and this is this i was like okay what do you mean surrender to love so at the time I initially wrote this, an involved man doesn't try to possess a woman. He doesn't want her to abandon her dreams or live only for him. He wants her to live fully in her truth. However, he does not want her to relax and trust him primarily to lead their lives together. An involved man doesn't want a 50-50 decision making in his intimate relationship. When two people dance together, only one can lead. I understand now that, uh, well, that's what he had said back then. And he, he ended that quote. And then he said, I understand now that the true power in surrender is never surrendering your will to another person's will. The real power is surrendering your will to love, not a person. So I'm like, hmm, man, okay, what does that mean? An unconscious relationship is a battle of egos living together mostly in fear. When both partners are living in their egos, it means they are believing fear-based thoughts. For example, my partner must act a certain way to prove he loves me. My partner mm. must change to make me happy. My partner needs to trust my decision-making. I'm afraid my partner will lie to me, so I keep a close eye on his behavior, et cetera, and so on. A relationship in fear-based thinking dominates the dynamic that will inevitably create an exhausting power struggle. Things we either stagnate uh, in a stalemate or outright suck. So what does it mean to surrender to love? Surrender to love means being willing to do your own inner work to recognize when your choices, actions, and words are emerging out of fear uh, or love. I'm like, damn, that shit, is, that shit is hard. And learning how to shift towards living from a mindset of love. In other words, it means learning to trust in love over fear. Uh, yeah, an evolved man is only evolved in that he's learning to trust in love over his ego's fears. You know what I mean? It take, so when he says that, I mean, like, it takes a lot for a man to even be on a podcast talking about love. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this is not even what society say we should be even doing. Or even reading a book that says, choose her first. Like, right. you got to be comfortable in yourself. You know what I'm saying? To even, like, kind of open some stuff up like this. So he says, naturally, he wants his woman evolving. In the, I'm sorry. Uh, an evolved man is only evolving in that he's learning to trust and love over his ego's fears. Naturally, he wants his woman to be the same. If she's not actively learning to trust and love herself, then she's going to remain stuck in believing in her own ego fears. These are the things that I believe create toxic behavior. The things, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, yeah. the bad, bad toxic stuff. When you trust in your fears, there's no room for authentic love. Sorry, y'all. This is real deep. I feel like I'm just... Nah, keep going, bro. Keep going. There's no room for authentic love. When fear clouds the space between two people, you can't see each other clearly. You only project, see projections of your fear. Man, that's a little shit. To be clear, trusting in love doesn't mean tolerating abusive behavior. Quite the opposite. Trusting in love means that love will show the way forward in every moment in ways that ultimately yield the highest good. Um, a relationship with a woman who trusts her fear and ego more than love will likely devolve into a pitiable uh, cliche in which she has metaphorical balls, uh, has his metaphorical balls uh, in a jar. Her fear controls their lives because they're created a pattern in which he needs her permission for every decision. Eventually, she won't want to have sex anymore. She's not attracted uh, to a man because she has his balls. Uh, last one here. He doesn't need or even want her. Uh, an involved man doesn't want uh, her permission to live his purpose every day, whatever that looks like for him. His woman's ego and fear cannot ever be his purpose because love is his highest purpose. It will be excruciating for him to be with a woman who is not surrendered to love as hers. So, man, fuck. What do you think, Jeremy? You think you had any experience with that? I said a lot, man. I, I, I feel like, Jeremy, I feel like you can resonate with some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I kind of want to get into Yeah, you good. You good. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you know, just being in a relationship where it's like, it's a, it's a fear-based thing where you feel like you're going to lose this person because they not, you know, because you're not catering to everything mm -hmm. that they want. In mm -hmm. a right. man, in a woman, you know what I'm saying, and I, I think we've all seen that. I think we've all seen that, and I know that it, you know it may feel like at at the time when you you know getting out of that relationship, it's like probably the most devastating thing. But over you know a span of a couple of months to a year or so, you're like, man, that's probably the best thing that ever happened that I'm not doing because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the toxicity was probably getting to a point where. Hell, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have a stroke or a heart attack dealing with this person. You know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. I don't. I'm definitely not dealing with that now. And I know I'm bragging a lot about my wife. Hell, I should let her listen to this later on. <laughs> so you can be like, say, baby, you checking out all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> see, how much, see how much I'm on you. Uh, <laughs> you think I'm a simp? <laughs> so, uh, there's a book with uh, by a name by Gary Zukav called Authentic Power and he talks about essentially it makes it very simple in the sense of he said you always can choose between love and fear in every situation and it's hard to choose between love sometimes because 
sometimes you choose love and it make it's gonna seem like you lost. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because you didn't do what the ego wants you to do. You know what I'm saying? And so having that higher understanding will help you navigate a disagreement. Because at the end of the day, what's the point? What's our intention? Our intention is to build each other up. Right. So ha- keeping love in the center, which is a choice, which you have to will yourself to do it a lot of times, not just feeling. You know what I mean? What help you be like, when to be like, you know what? Let's let's that'll make you be like, all right, let's let's uh let's talk about this. Uh let's talk about this tomorrow when our when our uh, when our uh, emotions are calmed down. That'll make you be like, uh, you know what, we both said things, you know, just whatever, the grown man thing to say. The right. thing that, that that's gonna not uh, reinforce sore spots and, and, and traumatic behavior. And so we that, have that trauma. Go ahead, Dan. Why it's fresh on my mind, that that uh topic itself reminds me so much of that movie that was on Netflix, that Malcolm and Marie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was was toxic. That was toxic as hell. It's so toxic, but you could tell it was like a a clash of egos, and it was like the quintessential, like, they were, they're so afraid they can't let each other go, but they had, they're bounded by that toxicity. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have to be there, and that's, that's a bond that, you know, I don't think that we explore a lot of, too. It's like a relationship so toxic that it's almost to a point where, like, they need each other in order to survive. You know Their toxicity saying? is attractive. Yeah. Other. Yeah. I like I like this one in terms of being, you know, <clears throat> men and women are flawed. But if we have a, a you know, we, we hold on to a higher ideal. Some say God, some whatever that is, that higher ideal, what's gonna bring us back to the center when we get off balance? You know what I mean? Huh. In this case, what would love do? What would God say we can do? Whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? That keeps us. Where or where we don't have to be worried about what this person say, this person say. Let's get back on what this centering principle says we should do. All right, <clears throat> last one. He wants her to. He wants her surrendered sexually too. All right, and involved man will definitely continue wanting <laughs> passionate, consistent, unbridled anytime since. Uh, to be clear, an involved man will never take his woman sexually uh, when she doesn't want to. That is still rape, even if you know you can rape your girlfriend. Because she is surrendered to love, she will <laughs> she will be deeply connected to her inner, radiant, sensual, feminine ex- essence, which she can then enthusiastically, wholeheartedly, and with sincere pleasure offer to him. Sexuality will be a natural extension of her self-love and she'll therefore likely enjoy sex just as much as he does. Y'all, um, I can go on about this. Um, let, me, let me go a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> he is also surrendered to love, uh, so he will also be deeply sensitive to her needs. Still, he won't castrate himself internally to protect her from his sexuality. Such internal castration so common in today's men, diminishes a man's power in the presence of a woman, which I believe then causes men to rely on porn, strip clubs, massage parlors, parlors, uh, shallow affairs. A woman not consistently surrendered to love in her own being, which just means a woman loyal to her own ego and fears, inevitably becomes a woman sexually shut off from him. I ain't never thought about it like that. If you're not rooted in love, then your your emotion, your sexual desire, 
can be cut off. I was like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. When, a, when his woman is consistently shut off to him sexually, there's clearly a disconnect between them, a disconnect from love, and he'll want to explore that together. It could be that uh, the way he's showing up, I mean, he can have issues. I mean, he can have issues why she's doing that. It's not just a woman's fault, but y'all, it's a lot of people out here not having sex. And that's just a, a sign of something other, bigger. You know what I mean? Some type of emotional disconnect. And uh, I would think, no matter what, if you see a couple in their 50s and 60s and they fucking a lot, that's good. <laughs> Am I right, though? That got to nah, be good. That's right, yeah. That got to be a good sign. I plan on doing it. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> you said that they are or they not? Are. Oh, okay. I thought you said not. I'm about to know, though. Nah, okay. nah, nah. <laughs> nah, you know, you, if you, you know, like boomerang, and you know what I mean? You yeah. kind of take it in the back room. <laughs> I, was I, was <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's that's good, man. And I've heard people say, uh, I was talking to this uh, this chick, she mentioned that she's a daddy's girl. She said, like, growing up, her, her dad used to be like, hey, man, y'all need to go to y'all to the mall, because me and your mama about to uh <laughs> And she said she could cringe at it. But looking back now, she sees it as like, that's dope that my daddy wants my mama. Right, right. And that so, and still are attractive and find each other, you know, attractive. Um, I think that's dope, man. Sex. Oh, 100%. Like, how do, how do you get there, though? How do you get to that point where you're just not having sex with your significant other, where y'all y'all basically just roommates? You know what I'm saying? Man, bro, I, I, that's probably a podcast episode, bro, of yeah. why people, because I don't know, we need to uncover that. <laughs> I think it's probably a lot of things. I would think, I'm just going to guess, um, there's a physical aspect to it. You know what I mean? Did you yeah. let yourself go? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, if a woman don't trust a man no more, if he's not doing his part, a woman can become emotionally cut off. If, if she's doing all the work, she's tired. She she working hard, you know what I mean? And then you want her to show up in that way as well. I'm, I'd imagine that can probably uh, taper off some of that. Yeah. You know? That I mean, makes sense. Now, that's interesting, man. I think that's, I think that's a topic that we need to explore, kind of go through a little bit further. Let's see. Yeah, man. Got to keep, keep it going, man. Got to keep it going, dog. Got to keep it hot. <laughs> keep it hot. But you know what? A lot of women, low-key, a lot of women won't. They say they like, you know, they want relationships. A lot of women, women are sexual, just like men. They just yeah. don't want to be throwing it out here with everybody. And so, you know, they feel so much so more secure to have their one person that they can fuck all the damn time. And that's cool. You know what I mean? And so... They can have their one person to sexually express themselves. A lot of women feel connected through sex. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's a way of reinforcing bonds. Right. You know, men not, may not think about it like that, but I've heard women say, like, especially if their love language is like touch, then sex is like literally a way we love each other. You know what I mean? Like, not, you know, like making love type shit. So, you know. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so in, in summary... Let's read off these things one, one, real quick. Six, six things an involved man wants from his woman. He wants her authentic self. He wants her authentic happiness. He wants her to love him with wild abandon, unconditional love. He wants her to communicate openly and call him out his bullshit, respectively. He wants her to surrender to love, and he wants her to surrender to some good assets. Amen. 
Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily in those order. I don't think he put it like in order per se. So uh, different things. Yeah, number six is one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling that number three. I need that number three. Like, then I'm going to need that number six up there. Up there, up there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good topic, man. I, I like that. I'm how many good. arguments? How many arguments can be quelled by some good sex? Let's be honest. Oh. Y'all could be beefing. And then, you know, you know what? I ain't even worried about that shit no more. <laughs> ain't a wild man. <laughs> it was my fault. I did it. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, I said I'm good, man. All right, man. We should get out of here, man. It's been another episode of the Why That Us Podcast. Man, y'all keep liking and subscribing. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and we love y'all. Peace. 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 Yep. Yeah.